Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers, timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Hello and welcome to My Ultimate Year, the comic book reading club going through the entirety of the Marvel Ultimate line, one issue at a time. I'm Zach, your comic book journeyman, and I am joined today by Charlotte Comic Book Rainbow Belt. How are you, Charlotte? We are Charlotte. We are many. (laughs) This is uh, apparently Charlotte from our universe has been swapped with Charlotte from another universe who is a hive mind composed of many small Charlottes. We uh, hunger I, for comics. Is that true? Is that true, Charlotte? Not for these comics. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I knew, you told me before how you felt about these comics. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you have a a uh, a message that you're trying to uh, spread? Maybe like some kind of infection that you're spreading worldwide. Uh, by yeah, I feel like th- there aren't en- enough diseases and viruses right now. So so I just wanted to to add my own to to the pile. Yeah, and if uh, if these podcasts have taught me anything, it's that comic book fandom is definitely a disease. Am I right? Heyo! Take that, nerds. Um, all right, so this is episode 31 of 30... Nope, that's not true. It's episode 33 <laughs> of 34. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're almost at the end, and it uh, still doesn't feel like it. It's really funny. I feel like we'll be on the next episode being like, oh, wow, this is the last batch of com- comics, and it never felt like it. Because <laughs> uh, it... Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, this could be solved by me trying to do a little research into, like, what was happening at the time, to be like, did they know it was coming? Like, how much time did they have to know they were wrapping up the Ultimate Universe? You know, at this point, they still probably had no clue that they were going to be, like, sucked into Secret War? Secret Wars? Secret Wars, yeah. Folded in. Um, But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's... still kind of interesting it still feels like they're like okay well let's take a breath let's have a big event we'll like set the table for the next era of ultimate comics um and we just know how that's going to play out so this time we are talking about cataclysm which is a big old event uh and i'm excited to get into it i i think i'm a little more positive on it than you are charlotte before we get into that let me just mention if you want to support the show over on patreon.com uh for as little as a dollar a month you get access to our master spreadsheet that covers all these comics and all the comics that we talk about for my marvelous year although all the comics are always freely listed in the show notes um, for five dollars a month you can get six months early access to this show and the show that we're going to be replacing the show with and uh, our slack channel which is a really nice cool place to hang out um okay let's jump in to the marvel the ultimate comics uh cataclysm it's a galactus event we saw a little hint of this at the end of our last episode, Galactus is here from the 616 mainline universe. Um, it's an Age of Ultron thing. I haven't read that event, so I don't really know what happens. But something during Age of Ultron, space-time rips open, and their Galactus comes to the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, um, that's, Charlotte, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, and you, you read Hunger 1 through 4, which is 
It's, Will you explain it's it? It's marketed yeah. as like an Age of Ultron aftermath thing, like something like that. It has the after, the Age of Ultron logo on it, but it's it's just a Cataclysm prologue. Like it doesn't it doesn't have anything more to do with, with Age of Ultron than the rest of Cataclysm does. It's just um, uh, Rick Jones, like who who is who has like the powers of the Watchers. Um, going through the universe and reacting to to Galactus invaded invading, and he's meeting the Silver Surfer, like the Ultimate version. Which I don't know if we've ever seen Ultimate Silver Surfer before. Yeah, yeah. There was like the guy this who had Ultimate like Silver Surfer cult. cult. Yeah. Oh, we but saw like, him. He was, he was there. But this is like just six one six Silver Surfer, but he's in sixteen ten. Like that's just it. Mm, um, okay. And I, the Captain yeah, Marvel think... from the Ultimate. Galactus trilogy uh, is there too. Oh, yeah. And it's just okay, like right. them fighting together against Galactus and Rick Jones becoming the new Captain Marvel. That's basically it. There's nothing more to it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I didn't read that and I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. No, not yeah, reading it. Not. But if you're a completionist, you can run out and read Hunger 1 through 4. Although, <laughs> if you've already read Cult, uh, Cataclysm, I don't know why you <laughs> would feel the need at this point. Maybe but, you're hungry you know. for more Rick Jones, which. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Cataclysm, let, we can break it down into its individual series. I, I guess we can talk about it in broad, but um, it's a Galactus story. You know, Galactus is here. The Galactus we know kind of feels a little bit like they were thinking like like that, you know, the, the hive mind Galactus swarm thing. They were like, well, yeah, that was fine. That was cool. Um, Warren Ellis did an okay job on that. But maybe we just find a way to ignore that and get back to the Galactus we all know and love. Like, yeah, it's really strange how, you know, straightforward it is of just saying like, well, we just want, we want the Galactus here. Right. I mean, um, honestly, that's what Age of Ultron was. Uh, well, I, I'll not like go into detail of what happens in Age of Ultron, but the end of Age of Ultron with weird, the like portals opening between universes, it was literally a way for Marvel to create events where they didn't know how to start them like cataclysm or to bring in characters that they just acquired like uh, angela <laughs> that they just acquired from neil gaiman that's literally what the end of age of ultron is just a corporate way yeah. to to huh. sh- shuffle th- stuff around it's funny some some i mean i haven't read it so we i can see later when we get to it in my marvelous year if that yeah. works but it is interesting like seeing when those work and when those feel like uh, too obvious and on the nose like crisis on infinite earths is like the the perfect example of that functioning well right yeah. like that is a it's like a corporate way of resetting the universe you know like a editorial choice but yeah uh, whereas here it doesn't like, really have anything to do with the actual events it's literally just something that happens in the at the end yeah which is, yeah huh, yeah we'll okay. talk about it in a few years i guess yeah 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 um so yeah let, let's break this down into its components uh first we read i keep wanting to call it clack Cataclysm? Cataclysm? Galaclysm? Yeah, I keep mixing Cataclys. up Galactus and Cataclysm in my, my brain. Yeah. Um, Cataclysm, Volume 1.1, 1. 1, which is a very annoying <laughs> very annoying way of signifying this yeah. uh, comic, because it's the only one that exists. I guess maybe it's... No, it's not a joke, because it's, like it's about a robot, so it's zeros and ones, but it's 0.1. No, that's... <laughs> That would that would prob- maybe be it if they didn't do that for every series in the 2010s. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's that stuff's really annoying. Halves yeah. and whatever. Um, so this is the uh, the story of the death of Sexy Vision, and man, she is sexy. You know what? I she I was thinking like 
how absurd it is that, you know, Sam Wilson is, like, in love with this robot who, like, he literally has to give, like, voice commands to, to, like, detect the sarcasm. He's, like, he says something sarcastic and then she takes it at face value and he's, like, haha, run, uh, voice tone decoder. And then she's, like, computing. Oh, haha, Sam. <laughs> like, I understand your sarcasm now. Yeah. Like, it's even more mystifying than the like Scarlet Witch envision of six one six because I mean she's more of a robot, right? Like she yeah she's she just she doesn't metal behave like she looks less human like you see uh-huh. her robotic parts everywhere and she don't like oh, she really you behaves do like see a machine. all her robotic parts <sighs> yeah I knew <laughs> <laughs> I regret I regretted it as soon as I said it but like yeah she really behaves like a like a robot she like. It's not even clear. I mean, yeah, I guess there's one moment where she, you see her caption boxes and it seems like she actually feels, but from the outside, like, no, that's just a computer, Sam. You're, you're, you're effing a, a computer. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> basically I don't, that's going it's on not here. like a moral, right? Like you can do no, it. I'm not <laughs> like, like the, my ultimate year stance is that you can have sex with computers. It's fine. Like It's weird that he's in love with, with it, it but... The <laughs> I yeah. mean that's fine. That's yeah. I I'm fine with that. Charlotte is fine with that. We think it's better actually. <laughs> that's um are, I, you, are <laughs> you afraid that we're going to be canceled by the robots effer out there? <laughs> the the we have that one robot effer in our listener base and I just <laughs> really don't want to get on the wrong side. Um what does she say? It's very funny. It's something about love is yeah, right. She says that she's installed a new program to allow her to dream. <laughs> anyway um it's like this this is it's the worst of the like vision stuff or like i mean the vision stuff works it's like the uh what's the name of that 70s issue do do androids cry something like that yeah 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 right um yeah like but it's it's just a repeating that but it's completely empty of meaning it's like oh that that's that's a cool thing and a, a robot that can feel love. It's like we've seen that hundreds of times, and you're not adding anything to it. Just the empty prose in the caption boxes. It's like well, God, it's I mean, nothing. J- this is uh, this is Josh Fielkov again. He's the one who's been writing X Men for quite a while. Yeah, in like empty prose is like the thing that he does really, yeah. <laughs> really well. Like there, there's this whole thing at the beginning of the um, Cataclysm yeah. Ultimates Last Stand, I think. Uh no, it's not that one. That one's Brian Michael Bendis. It's the um the Ultimates one, where he just talks about the troubles. It's from Danny Ketch's point of view, and he's like talking about the troubles oh, yeah. in Ireland for a long time. And it's the most like it's just kind of saying words that don't mean anything. Like when you find yourself yeah. in the middle of two sides that the world's moving on, you better just hang on so you don't slip away. Like. I'm like I don't. Yeah, I nothing. blacked out like, just... most of those Danny Ketch caption boxes because they were they were nothing, <laughs> and they just it... don't matter. And they're not even like yeah, it's n- it's neither written in an interesting way or saying something interesting. So it's just it, it's, nothing. It's, it's kind of the like you know it, it feels like um, narration written by algorithm, like something that's yeah, read a ton exactly. of comics and then has just like, like spit comics, out, like... comics, comics. Comics, you comics. Have to start with... comics, comics, comics. <laughs> you have to start with like a line that sounds like significant and meaningful. Okay, it's the X Men ones that start out with the part that doesn't get talked about. Not really, anyways, is the loss. 
When I changed my name from Marianne to Rogue, in the short time I've been in X-Men, I've lost friends, lovers, a soulmate or two. It just never stops. The endless violence, the constant death, the emptiness that eats at your heart. And it kind of goes like that. It has nothing to do with the comic. This comic's not about Rogue. Yeah. It's not about loss. That is also not a real thought. I don't know what they mean. It doesn't get talked about. It's what gets talked about constantly in X-Men comics. Uh, yeah, I, they they fed just... the AI every Claremont intro from his whole run. Yeah, right. And that's, well, that's what, what I mean. Out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we can. Well, I want to talk about this kind of at large later, but like, I think that's just the big problem with so many, so many superhero comics that just drive me up the wall is that like, it's just they're so trapped in the mode of superhero comic and what that means at its most like generic core. I mean, I think that's the problem with, like, yeah. most of this is you have some interesting ideas here. So, like, in the Ultimates comic, um, Cataclysm Ultimates, which is, like, three issues of the Ultimates are dealing with the Galactus hive mind um, swarm. And that swarm is starting a cult because they think the only way to, like, survive Galactus, the big one, is to, like, assimilate the population into its hive mind. And then they'll be, like, the chosen followers, right? It's almost like... Uh, sorry, just a second. There's a motorcycle <laughs> right outside. I don't know if you picked up on that. Nope. Uh, it's my neighbor, Frisky. She likes to sit outside my house and river motorcycle. That's a great name. <laughs> She's like a 70-year-old lesbian who, yeah, rides a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, and she does insist. She has introduced... It's really funny. Okay, now I'm tangenting. Tangenting. <laughs> um, she did introduce herself as Frisky to us. And uh, when we have, like, gone over to her house to, like... I don't know, ask her something or uh, talk to the neighbors. Her girlfriend will be there. And I'm like, hey, is Frisky here? And she'd be like, what? Oh, yeah, uh, Deborah. I don't actually remember her name. It's not Deborah, But <laughs> she's like, <laughs> her girlfriend's like exasperated. She's like, oh, yeah, she calls herself Frisky to the neighbors. <laughs> it's very cute. That's incredible. I want to read a comic about that couple. Instead yeah, of yeah. Can we, we read, read a comic about my, my neighbor Frisky? Okay. Yes, please. Um, Okay, so Gal Galactus is integrating people into its swarm. It's kind of, it reminds me a little bit of, like, a Cthulhu story, where, like, these, like, cults are trying to get on the good side of the old ones so that they'll be, like, the chosen spared, you know, during the cataclysm. Um, Except it's weird Modoc at the head of the cult. <laughs> right, which, you know, like, fine. And, you know, like, turning, zombifying people, okay, I guess. It's just that it has to revert back to super heroics like punches and explosions right and that's like the core of this and it's just like here's kind of an interesting idea that we don't have any way to express except for here's seven heroes and they're being infected and they're punching each other and things are blowing up um yeah with the most like generic captions that you've seen in superhero comics a million times it's just like it's so limited by being stuck here and and i i've received the criticism of when i've like complained about stuff like this of like well, like, you don't want fights in your superhero comics, right? Like, that's, like, not wanting guns in a John Wick movie or something. And I I don't think that's true. Like, and I do like superhero fights. Like, I like superhero fights, and they can be fun. But if that's, like, the only tool you have, right, it's so lacking in innovation. And, like, so many of the best superhero comics, like, expand way out what a superhero comic can do besides just be kind of a generic, like, here's a villain, they have a plot, like... Is the plot tied in really like thematically to what they're doing or the choices the heroes have to make? No, it's just kind of like, 
Here's their motivation that they speak out loud and then they fight for three issues and then it's concluded. Um, yeah. And there's, there's also something weird about the the ultimate, I guess, timeline or canon where they behave like your, like the, the comics and the characters in the way they, like the caption boxes especially work. It's like it's in 616 where you expect it to have followed this character, these characters for years and like they have this rich history. So where you're dropped in the middle of their thoughts, like you have an idea of who they are generally and you, you know there's a history behind there. Except here it's Danny Cash, which we have seen in like a background character in maybe two issues. And I had no idea who f- this man was. I, no clue. I was like, I know this name, I guess, but I yeah. don't know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's in in the in six one six. He's a he's a ghost rider. Here he's like a oh, member. Oh, that's of, who he is. Right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's a member yep. of like here. He's like a member of Nick Fury's new holding commandos or something like that. But like he's never been a character, and here we're dropped into his thought process. Like, like he's someone important, except the he's not, and the like what we're reading about him doesn't do anything interesting about him <laughs> and it's totally. just to we, we make get a, a few s- sacrifices here that i'm yeah. like okay sure well actually we get a few sacrifices of minor characters that i'm like well you didn't build this up at all so like this is not a big hero yeah. move because it's just like oh kitty pride's here i guess i'm invested in kitty pride because of like what's been built up before but like her journey through this comic has been nothing like her journey in this comic is based on her powers and them saying like oh you know who would work here is kitty pride because she disrupts machinery let's send yeah. her against galactus's machines and have her punch galactus but like there's been no build-up to her being here here at all so like the stakes have not been established like emotional stakes except maybe that you're already like oh i like kitty pride so like when you're relying on that that's that's it's weak yeah <laughs> it's and really I think, weak stuff I, d- I even think it works better with kitty pride who has been a focus in like ultimate comics Leading up to this, especially in yeah, it works months. a little better because you at least but know like who she with is, characters yeah. where who haven't been characters in the Ultimate Universe, and we you're expected to care about them. Well, you know that character, you've read about them, and no, I, I read about a character with the same name in other comics and in other <laughs> universe, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I don't that know that guy. Writer, Why should I care about this Hercules just because he has yeah, the same name yeah. than a character I like? Like that's that's not how this works. You have to to make us care about these characters and make them stand out and. It's just it's just a big nothing. They're, they're just kind of... They, they could work as cannon fodder, but if you if you put them in the foreground without making... Like, doing the work behind it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's a lot of stolen valor, right? From 616. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it is funny, though. Also, did you realize that Captain America died, quote-unquote died, when he did? I realized when they asked the question if we were the, he was dead or not. <laughs> well, they didn't on the next panel. Like, the next page, did, like, okay, he flies a ship at Galactus. It shows him, like, running kind of off the ship. Oh, that's ship when ex- he died. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, like, I just missed it. I thought it was just an action beat where he flew a ship into Galactus and jumped off. And then it was, like, two yeah, issues same. later. They were like, is Captain America really dead? And I was like, wait, what? When did he? When was he in trouble? And I didn't know I can find the moment. In the meantime, <laughs> Thor actually sacrifices himself to be dropped in like the negative zone or something with Galactus, and no one talks about him again. It is really like, funny no how the funeral, funeral for, for Captain Thor America. Anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Um, okay, all right. So let let's back up a little bit. Um, Ultimate X Men, the the Cataclysm event here is uh, is kind of unrelated to the main Galact. Well, Galactus 
it's kind of tied into. Go I mean, it's, it's the most dying series where it's like characters reacting to what's going on, but not being part at all of the central storyline. It's just yeah, yeah, how yeah. their corner of the world reacts to it. And it's just the the young mutant team, minus Cutie Pride, who was the main character, um, reacting to get... I don't even remember who they fight. Like, it's not they Galactus, They fight Galactus. Right? They, they end up in some Oh, yeah, they fight in, individual, like, the swarm and, of the high mind. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. they're fighting them as the swarm is trying to infect them. And it's like, like, Pixie is, you know, like, sacrificing her powers to get them all out. And that's another moment where I'm like... Well, I don't know, Pixie. I know that she transports people, but like, I don't know this character. This is. Not I mean, it's the same thing with emotional moment. with like these these issues of X Men introduce like, I think at least five new characters, and they're dropped in like you know them except you don't because you only know them from six one six once again. Like they're strong guy, Beak, uh, Pixie. I think two yeah, others. Amp and Silence. Who. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, no I, I don't know them. Why, why do you expect me to care about them if you don't do anything with them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the the thing is, like, Josh Fielkov is not. I don't know. I I liked his uh his main X Men stuff better than this. I didn't love it, but like, I liked it okay. Yeah. It moved okay. This this just felt like spinning wheels. Um, because by the end of it, nothing's really changed. They're just they just get back to Earth. It's just a three issue mini threat on them. Yeah, it's just um, something nice. to do with Rick like, Jones in the main events because he's not used in the <laughs> in the other cataclysm the issues. He's terrible. Yeah. And of um, course, like. Rogue and um, Rogue and Rick Jones are two teenagers in the heat of battle, so of course they have to kiss. That's that's a rule, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what that was about. Well, I guess they can kiss because he's got cosmic powers. So I guess that's true. If I was like I someone guess. who couldn't kiss anybody because I would like sap the life from them, and like someone was in front of me who I could kiss safely, like I'd kiss them. It doesn't matter if they're Rick Jones. Or not. I'd kiss Rick Jones if I was Rogue. <laughs> if he was case. the only person on earth who could kiss. <laughs> yep. Um, it's yeah. uh, it's pencils by Alvaro Martinez, inks by John Lucas, colors by Ooh, Jerry I actually Bel-Air. really like the it looks good. The inks, uh, yeah, for Ultimate Ultimate X Men, very good, mm-hmm. uh, very good art. At least like the style. I don't know about like the the page presentation and all that, but like the actual way the characters are drawn, I really really like. Make made me think of um, Javier Rodriguez, who mm-hmm. I, I think did like some Defender stuff recently. I really really like what he does, and that reminded me mm-hmm. a bit of that. Yeah, that's good. I I think actually, like, so I didn't mind this series. I think you're, <laughs> like, I'm complaining a bunch about it or I'm critiquing it. Um, but, like, overall, I kind of thought it was okay. Uh, especially, like, I, I think X-Men is weak and I think the Ultimates is weak. But then Spider-Man yeah. and the Ultimates Last Stand, I think, are entertaining enough. Um, but it all looks good. Like, the artists across this whole series, I think, all do a good job. And I think, like, every, yeah. every issue here, like, looks pretty good. So nothing like that, like knock my socks off that i was like wowed by but like consistently i think like all of it looked pretty good um let's move into let's say i guess we already kind of talked about the ultimates a bit like they're fighting this cult and again it just kind of it reverts back to like a lot of punch in a lot of like his power levels are expanding and like you have to get this guy up here in order to like surge the power to stop modok whatever it's 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 the most boring way to do what could be a really interesting idea i think i think like the idea but it's of also cults... like it's also an idea that's been done a hundred times in superhero comics like that's it looks like annihilation it looks like the like x-men villain that uses robots i can remember i can't even remember yeah i think yeah I, just, is. I, I couldn't even point out what we've read that is like this but i'm like well we've just read this a thousand yeah, times. yeah exactly like, like 
Well, I mean, I guess a techno organic virus, right? Like, yeah, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, it's kind of fancy. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's boring, and they don't add anything to it. I, I, honestly, I, I'm I mixed completely up in my head. Um, Ultimate's last stand and Ultimate's. Um, mm, okay, <clears throat> well, so Ultimate's last stand and Spider Man are written by Brian Michael Bendis, which yeah, okay, I think he's just a better. And writer. those are the actual two, like I guess, central stories. Whereas Ultimate, I mean, Spider Man is still pretty. Spider Man is still kind of a tie-in. It doesn't really like do much of anything. Like having to do the main event, it really I is guess like ultimate. It blessed, feels yeah. more central just by virtue of being written by Michael Bendis, by Brian Michael Bendis. So he he intersects the two stories more. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. And like they're closer to the action than the other two. And they right? like they Miles have Morales more of a payoff the at the like events ending. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about Ultimate Spider-Man. It is this. I I mean, so I think the best moment of this entire event is Miles just revealing to his father. Yeah. That Agreed. he's Spider-Man. And it's just, you know, it's funny because it's like, I think that just illustrates how much just like the personal character stuff is really what matters here. And you have to have something besides like, all right, what's a threat we can punch? Like, what's the cool like art we can draw of like the explosions and the superhero powers? Because like, it's so clear that like, without that buildup, without some kind of like core of a character behind it, with something interesting to latch on to yeah. it's nothing and so like yeah miles revealing himself it's interesting even though you don't get much resolution to it and i'm mostly like okay well i'm really interested to see how this will play out moving forward his father just says like a lot of really like nasty things to him and then it's like yeah. left there which um, is like that's that's an interesting thing that you don't see often which is like the hero revealing the identity to someone close and the person reacting in a very very bad way and just like Basically, being very nasty, yeah, he, insul- insulting them. He's like, "Well, you killed, you killed my brother, and you killed your mother, right?" Like, yeah. And Miles like takes it in stride. He's like, "Okay, let's get out of here so that you can apologize for those like horrible things you just said." Um, yeah, and and then the, the, like there's a very quiet moment of just Miles going to save people and his father seeing it and just crying because of how like the whole situation is crazy for him. That's like a very good silent moment. Yeah, I get by I Michael Bendis, which is crazy. <laughs> It will be interesting to see how this plays out because without more motivation or more like something from his father explaining why he just hates mutants so much, I'm a little bit like, well, he's just a jerk, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And and I mean, like, I mean, the thing is also like people in real life, you're going to try to, you know, <clears throat> compare this to any teenager like coming out to their parents and like having a negative reaction, which like the comic probably shouldn't do, right? Like, I guess there's not like, a good reason for it uh they're just hateful like a parent who you know rejects their child coming out but like yeah uh yeah i don't know it's, it's a little confused because i think that like that line is clearly there um of like keeping a secret from your parent like he has there's a, a flashback here of um what, what's that big uh ultimatum yeah of uh of the city flooding and miles's father talking about like oh, these mutants, I hate them. And then he, like, says to Miles, like, you know, I love you, but if you turned out to be a mutant, I don't know what I'd do with you. Like, something, like, really nasty and, like, yeah. you know, very uh, thoughtless. Um, so, like, I, I think the connection is there. I mean, the same way in, like, the mutant metaphor is there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because it, we don't get a ton here and we don't get a lot of conversation because it's happening in the midst of, like, a plane crashing in the middle of the street. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, how many, there's, like, 12 issues left of 
like Miles in the Ultimate Universe. So I'm, I'm curious yep. to see how yes, exactly. how he resolves this, and hopefully it has like an ending. Even though I know it's not the the end of Miles uh, as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's, am, that should I be interesting. So, there's some stuff with JJJ too, where he like Miles saves JJJ, and JJJ is desperately trying to have a conversation with him, and Miles is like, I, I know, I need to while, go like, save people. Plane, like the gas is exploding behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, there's some stuff with JJJ saying like, "When this is over, I will change your life." I promise. Like, kind of the this, the thing he promised he promised Peter, I think, is with just like, "All my money is yours." Like, he saved my life. That that's just anything I can do for you. I, I'm here. That's that mm, should yeah. be interesting. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, this is interesting to see in the future. At least it, he's like. At least Brian Michael Bendis is using the event to, like, set up future stuff and not yeah. just kind of, like, tread water in the event, I guess. Um, but, yeah, Even a lot though, of like, stuff him, is, like, set up, him, not pay off. quote-unquote, treading waters in the event, like, where the scenes of Cloak and Dagger and Spider-Woman and, what's her name, Bombshell saving mm-hmm. people, that just the regular superhero stuff saving people in the crisis, that's... He still writes kind of good banter between his teen characters. Like it's it works. Like yeah, you, you, yeah, you yeah, can reiterate yeah. just the most interesting stuff is with Miles and his family. He's I mean, he's still the <clears throat> This is where he got back to some like Brian Michael Bendisisms that I was like, oh my god, like characters going, What does that even mean to each other? Like multiple times per issue where he just has one yeah. character say something like a funny like Miles says something like uh I, I can't remember, like, it will be good enough to knock your pants off, something like that. And someone else is like, what does that even oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Like, this, just this kind of, like, weed in the... self-conscious uh, internal meta-writing thing that I yeah, absolutely yeah. hate. I can remember there's if, a few, if it's the first Spider-Man issue or the first Ultimates Last Stand issue he writes. There's just a scene of Ultimates banter that's very, very bad. That's very mm-hmm. dire. And okay, also... <laughs> I want to talk about Spider-Woman for a, while, for a bit. Um, so Spider-Woman is the clone of Peter Parker. She's Jessica Drew. And she like she literally has the mind of Peter Parker, but in a quote-unquote female body, as the way we explain it. I I dream of the version of this where uh, Jessica Drew is written by a trans writer because here all we have is um, Brian McClendon descri- like writing Jess as talking about her lady parts. <laughs> I, don't, uh-huh, I don't want yeah. to... Yeah. Please stop. I know this. it's it's, I don't it's the this. most boring way to like talk about it. Yeah. 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 People are like, "You're a clone." We, no, I've got lady parts. Like, yeah, it's very. Also, she's like seventeen, defending this to a bunch. Of yeah, women. exactly. It's very. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't land. I mean, it's written for comedy. It, it doesn't really gross me out, but it's mostly just kind of lame. Um. Also, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Cataclysm, Ultimate Spider-Man, Volume One, Issue Two. Unfortunately, has uh, some pretty bad fridging in it. Um, so I, you know, I really can't like praise these comics too much for that. Wait, when? What? Who? Oh my god, you didn't even notice! I can't believe uh, when <laughs> Bombshell Lana Baumgartner, her boyfriend Sid, runs up to her, and then a car comes down and crushes him, motivating oh, her to go save the. He's not her boyfriend. He's like some guy that he she thinks he's an ex boyfriend. <laughs> well, she said that we're not dating anymore. Uh, okay. She's like, "What are you stalking me?" And then he gets friggin' exploded by a car, and it's just like, yeah. The, the male, the male version of freezing is called trucking now, as a, as a reference of that guy getting a truck dropped on him. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, Brian Michael Bendis literally invented this guy for this scene. It was the first and only appearance of this guy. He runs yeah. up and then immediately is exploded. And um, yeah, he's trucked. <laughs> that, yeah, that's actually quite violent now that you say it. <laughs> I know, it's really funny how she's just She just like, saw her ex getting crushed by a, yeah, and it a never, freaking never... car. And she never brought it, she, she brings it up it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah, okay. All right, so the main um, the main core of this is the Ultimates Last Stand in Cataclysm, and it's uh, it's the Ultimates together trying to fight Galactus, and it's Galactus, it's the big guy we know. He destroys Jersey in a big like ball of fire, and then he's setting up his machinery to like you know suck the power out of the Earth. And uh, let's see, the I mean the main the main thing is like Reed Richards, the Ultimate Reed Richards is like he shows up, I guess to. How's this work? They, they realize that, like, Reed Richards in 616 is the guy who's always been able to stop Galactus. So they might need yeah. our, this Reed Richards. So, like, he comes to help out and then I mean, they want basically to go... he just, he just drops onto the scene as if he's not the number one, like, <laughs> villain of the planet. He, he yeah, just there yeah, somehow true. and he, he gets everyone to accept that he's gonna be the one to save them and like every every freaking page i was waiting for the turn where he was going to betray everyone and be the the bad guy but no like he's been a genocidal villain for like three years something like that and now he's just back <laughs> what yeah what Mendes? yeah him, him doing like this uh this face turn here is like yeah I, it's hard to buy it's hard to buy that everyone would yeah I mean, like he does enough, he tries to really write, you know, that people don't trust him, especially Sue, and, like, you know, Sue especially is really angry, but at the same time, they're also like, but maybe we let bygones be bygones. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, he's really There's nasty. a version of this where it's, like, Doom having to lie himself with the heroes, or, like, is mm -hmm. Thanos in Infinity War, I think, the comics, where he, like, he has to lie himself with the heroes, that's... That's a fun idea, but here he's just no. I'm a hero again. I'm cool, guys. I that, 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 it's me. Read your favorites. Your favorite Mr. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> it's like yeah. you, you try to kill all of us three times in the past two months. What are you talking? about? I mean, they literally say last week. <laughs> like, yeah, they mentioned on the timeline that it was last week that he was like uh, fighting everybody and you know had his evil plots or whatever. Yeah, it's anyway. It's, so I'm gonna send him. That's probably a turn again. At some point. Yeah, but, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming he'll pivot back to villain. Uh, I hope. God, actually, at the end, I was like, just kiss when him and Sue were together. And I was like, I hope they just kiss and get back together. Because I, I ship them, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the best reaction <laughs> to that. It's the only appropriate reaction. So Peter, not Peter yep. Parker, Miles Morales and this Reed Richards go over to the mainline 616 world to break into the Baxter building uh, and to steal some files on Galactus and um it, it I mean I guess by the end it ends up being kind of a big nothing you know like you'd you'd hope that this would end with some <laughs> kind of like like the, the, I mean the it's honestly just this. here to spoil the MMY uh readers on some 2000 stuff and then go back to the ultimates oh did it I don't I don't even remember there's one character in it that's kind of a spoiler oh the like literally like, the, the only girl? 616 character we see Oh, okay. I didn't even really pick up that as a spoiler, so it's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, it's not a big deal. So, like, yeah, they go over, they get some files, they come back, and they're like, oh, if you use this kind of energy bomb or whatever on Galactus, which is just so lame, you know? Like, it, yeah. it's the worst way to deal with Galactus, but the thing is, like, 
Galactus is such a tricky threat to use. It's like Jack Kirby did it well. Yeah. Is it, that's a question I have for you. Have you ever read any modern, like post, post-Infinity stuff, uh, Galactus stories? No. No. Uh-uh. I yeah. Because so. there's and, and, not really any good well, ones. Or at least there's not can't... really any good ones where he's the big threat. Well, yeah, exactly. I love Galactus as like a cosmic being around yeah. right like when thanos and him are talking during uh infinity yeah. gauntlet he's v- love in, that stuff. in like, in modern stuff he's very good in al Ewing's ultimates mm-hmm. um okay. like in 616 but he's not he never really works post kirby as like the big cosmic threat that's gonna well, swallow the, threat. the earth yeah exactly right well because you've already dealt with it once and you've already established that he's yeah. pretty unstoppable and like yeah, it's really hard to have a satisfying conclusion to this, and they don't hear the satisfying conclusion or the and conclusion. I do think he he they use him well as a threat. Like he feels mm-hmm. menacing. Yeah. yeah, I agree. He feels menacing. Like he he's really towering about above New York in a way that you haven't really seen in the Ultimates. Like some wild cosmic stuff like that, because the the Ultimates universe doesn't really deal with cosmic stuff. Um, so that part of it is fun, but yeah, the the resolution and the way they fight him. I, I guess Kid Pride getting super big and like tackling him to the ground and phasing through him is kind of fun. But uh-huh. like, I, I like the her, end her where they actually solve it isn't. It's a big nothing. Yeah, it's just like open a portal to another, you know, uh, negative universe yeah. and whatever. It's it's just kind of like now that I think about it, solution. I really want the version of this where it's just a kaiju fight between Galactus and the heroes. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is for a while with Kitty. Like Kitty Pride is literally yeah. like fist fighting him, which is, it's fun, but also like this is this is the most like comic book nerd I've ever gotten. Where I'm just like, well, her power levels aren't nearly enough to punch Galactus, even if she is big, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> enough that that actually does kind of like ruin it for me. Where I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. She's just a big person. Like she can't just punch Galactus. Um, but that's a nerdy nitpick. Well, he's, um, he's confused about being a different universe that he doesn't really understand. So maybe he can take advantage of that. And I've never felt more like a nerd in my life. <laughs> yeah, if you have to like start like bringing in uh, outside theories to, um, to justify. Actually, push my glasses <laughs> up. <saying that. laughs> you don't wear glasses. And that's rude of you to talk about us like that. Of course I wear glasses. Oh, do you wear glasses? I didn't think you wore glasses. <laughs> yes, I wear glasses. Turn on your camera on Discord right now. Prove it. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm waiting. What? I turn on your camera on Discord right now. It's not up. I have to go get it. Um. <laughs> okay, fine. Never mind. She's lying, folks. She doesn't wear glasses. She's got perfect 2020 vision. Um, you all heard it here yep, first. Definitely. So this is yeah. I you know what? Again, like I I'm saying this is all lame. Mark Bagley's doing the art on these. Uh, it looks good. It moves along fine. Brian Michael Bendis knows how to like move a comic. It's not boring. It's just not like exciting either you know i think these are pretty like yeah c plus b minus kind of comics like yeah i didn't i didn't mind sedan reading it but i also you know was not that thrilled about it yeah. apparently captain and america dies somewhere in issue three apparently uh, it's really funny i went back and i'm still like well i'm like how did i miss it and i went back and i was like well that's how that's how i miss <laughs> it nothing. because no one comments on it <laughs> yeah like, it and just I- i'm sorry and for bagging on bagley again but mm-hmm. after David Marquez and Sarpicelli, he's a real downgrade. <laughs> like seeing Miles and Genki in his style, mm-hmm. feel like oof, that's that's kind of rough. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I agree a little bit, but uh, I I don't think it's bad. I I like his Galactus. I don't think uh, it's I, bad. It just it just yeah. feels like going backwards. 
after like, the I way agree. we've I'm... seen those characters drawn. Yeah, yeah, because it's been it's felt so modern, like Miles. Yeah, like those uh those comics from, um, Pacelli and stuff. It felt like so like modern and so like fresh and uh, and Bagley doesn't necessarily, even though I don't I don't really mind it too much. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's all I got to say about Cataclysm. It kind of sets up. Um, you know, we're gonna have more Miles comics. We're gonna have an Ultimate FF, which I think is gonna be like Reed and Machine Man. That's all I know about it. Uh, I know people in the Slack said it sucks, <laughs> and it's only six <laughs> issues long. So maybe you know. Yeah, I forgot that Danny Cage becomes Machine Man here. So, yeah, it's, it's very strange. Yeah, yeah it's Sam Wilson, uh, Sue Storm. Well, I don't want to tell the rest of it. Um, anyway, it's a it's a little. Fantastic Four that goes for six issues. Then we're going to get 12 issues of Miles Morales and 12 issues of Ultimates, um, which I'm guessing the, uh, well, it's weird because the Miles comics will probably be Miles comics. I guess the Ultimates will be the like young Ultimates, um, which is like established at the end of Survive. We have one epilogue comic here, which is Captain America's funeral. Yeah, it's like the Bendy's teen team with Cloak and Dagger, Spider-Woman, Bombshell and Spider-Man. I, I like this in theory, I guess, but like it's just that these characters don't really do it for me. Like, I yeah, I like, like this. Bombshell. I would have loved this with like when Iceman and um, and Human Torch were living at Peter Parker's mm. house. With no, that, never mind. I don't want Wills. that. I, I love this. This is much better. <laughs> that sounds awful to me. Those like those jabronis all yucking it up is really awful to me, especially when Brian what? Michael Bendis writes it. Do you not know what jabronis or yucking it up means, Charlotte? Learn some English. No, I just don't <laughs> understand what you're, you're saying. You, I mean, that was one of our favorite parts of Ultimate Spider-Man. I guess I, I like... The... No, I like them all living together in a house under yeah. Aunt May. The idea of just, like, Human Torch, Iceman, Rick Jones, and, like, Miles Morales, like, being superheroes together is not... I don't know. That doesn't sound that appealing to me. Okay. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fickle, and I'm allowed to be. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so, yeah. That's, it's more interesting that what's been going on in actual Ultimates comics recently. So yeah, I'm sure yeah, I'm yeah, interested in I the agree. change. Yeah, I, I wonder if Brian Michael Bendis is going to be writing it. It's called All New Ultimates, and it is here. I'll just look it up myself. It's probably um, Bendis. It is Michael Fife. Okay. Or Michelle Fife, actually. Ooh, Frank. Yeah, that's nope, the that's French. the evil. That's the ultimate version of Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Uh, someone who apparently has done very little Marvel comics except for this. Uh, so, okay. Maybe, maybe Michelle will, uh, blow us all away. Yeah, maybe Michelle Pfeiffer wrote some Marvel comics and we didn't yep. know. <laughs> that's, that's really what this is. Okay, that's gonna be it for us. Um, come back next month for the final episode of My Ultimate Year, episode 34, where we read Ultimate FF, yeah. Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, and All New Ultimates. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, I, to see I, the end of it, and maybe at the end of that, we decide if we want to have one more episode, like wrapping up our discussion of the Ultimate Universe overall, or if we yeah. kind of cover it all. So we'll see. I I really hope it ends on a on a high note. Like I I do too. I yeah. want to be excited one last time about the Ultimate Universe in a way that I haven't been in a while because this this was very uh, an anticlimactic uh, penultimate episode. Like it's to me, it's a big nothing of an event. Yeah. Even like I get even that. the, like, I liked the it ultimate okay, and but, Jeff Loeb yeah. stuff was bad, but in in a, in a way that it's fun to talk about. As this was a, kind of a big nothing for me, so I, yeah, I, I'm hopeful. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I'm hopeful, but I would like it. 
<laughs> like yeah. I would appreciate it. I, I'd like I mean, some. I uh... like that it doesn't end. Well, it kind of does, but I like that the last issue we read aren't like ending on a big event, on a big uh, cataclysm or divided fall mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Sure. Like I like that we're gonna go out on the individual series, which is usually where the Ultimate Universe has worked best. In my yeah, opinion. I agree. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, it has. And then we'll we'll point out, um, you know, for people who want to like finish the Ultimate Universe exactly, because like the actual end of the Ultimate Universe coincides with like an enormous mainline Marvel event of Secret War. Yeah, Secret Wars, right? Plural. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. So we can we can point people in that direction. We'll probably put a link to like the reading order or whatever in uh, in the show notes yeah, and it's like even uh, since like th- that was 2015 and since then since the end of the ultimate universe there's been some like every character and every storyline hasn't completely ended it's been picked up again in some mainline books but like stuff that we won't read until we get there in mmy but we can probably give some some ideas mm. of where yep. you can find uh, ultimate characters again yeah it's a good idea um yeah i mean i'm not gonna read it because we're gonna get there for my marvelous year eventually yeah so like i'd rather just read it along with that club um but all right uh thanks again patreon.com slash memorable years where you can donate money to us if you like the show and want to support it uh, reviews on apple podcast are appreciated especially since we just got one that was complaining about like who wants to hear about progressive ideas in 90s comics uh, <laughs> so i think they're reviewing the wrong show because none of these are 90s um so i'd really love a new review on apple podcast to like push that one off the front page <laughs> i'd really appreciate that um anything else charlotte exterminate i just realized <laughs> that my my impression at the beginning felt a bit dalek-y so i might just go full in i i assumed that the charlotte swarm was going to be doing mandatory transness uh across <laughs> the uh <laughs> across yep, the globe definitely Something we're that... body swapping everyone <laughs> <laughs> something we've talked about like more than once on this show um, and it is another stance of my ultimate year is that <laughs> transness should be mandatory. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, and uh, by divine right does our theme music. Thank you. By divine right. All right. And kiss your moms. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Can't wait for that outro to be over. <laughs> no, it's carrying over to the next show. <sighs> Did you not know that I wear glasses? <laughs> I